Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock splitting politics, and you've heard rock splitting, and this time of year, all around the country, rocks are splitting, maybe because of the heat. It's been a heat wave, and in the middle of the summer, whew, it's been hot. I know it's been hot here in Mississippi, where we record from, but welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we have to ask the question this week. Do the Democrats not care about America? Do they not care about America? I mean, we're, we're going to look at some of the Biden family and are crimes being committed? Are they being covered up? Are, uh, are things going on in our government that Adam Schiff there's trying to put legislation, words in the legislation that nobody can go back and look and use uh, military intelligence. Nobody in Congress can go back and see what the Democrats have done when they're in charge. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about ways that this government, through our president, is uh, sending oil from our strategic reserve to places like China. Now, China's talking about wanting to take over Taiwan. That would be our enemy. And we're getting oil out of our American strategic reserve to, to give to China. What kind of craziness is this? But before we get into that craziness, let me tell you something even crazier. I'm going to let you listen to a clip. This is from uh, off CNN, but it's Representative Susan Wilde, Pennsylvania's 7th, 7th District, Congressional District, and she's comparing Christianity to the Taliban, to the Taliban. Somebody tell her, does she not know the Taliban puts people, women, and makes them wear the, uh, they won't let them wear regular clothes, makes them wear the burqa, and they've, they've, uh, put them in stadiums, put people in stadiums where they shoot women to death, where they uh, execute them. And this representative, Susan Wilde, compares Christianity to the Taliban. My goodness, she needs to give an apology to America, Christians all over America. You do not compare Christianity to the Taliban without having to pay some consequences. Maybe the people will wake up in the 7th District. I don't know anything about Representative Susan Wilde, but she needs to go home. She does not need to be in Congress, and uh, she owes Christians across America an apology for, for even thinking that you can compare Christianity 
to the Taliban. There's been some bad things done in the name of Christianity in a thousand years, but you look at today's world and, and the Taliban and what they're doing, and you compare that to Christianity, please, Representative Susan Wilde, please give an apology to Christians across this country. Here, take a listen to what she said. Yeah, you know, another a flip side to this that isn't talked about much in the media or even by most Democrats that Republicans want to turn their religious beliefs into the law of the land. And to me, that's the very definition of un-American. And, well, and I wish more people would, because there's the losing the freedom part, which is very important to talk about. But what's motivating Republicans, and they'll tell you, Asa Hutchinson signed to the governor in Arkansas, Governor Stitt in Oklahoma, said this is based on my pro-life beliefs while signing it. That's his religion, which I respect until it tries to become a law of our land. And I have no respect for it whatsoever. It, it, to me, it's appalling. First of all, I have to tell you that I am a steadfast believer in separation of church and state. I mean, it is ingrained in my soul that we should not be mixing the two. And, you know, we could talk about the recent prayer decision out of the Supreme Court and all that stuff. And we could talk about the fact that really this is all just about, you know, making Christianity the law of the land. Um, and quite honestly, that's what it appears to be. But it's scary. I mean, when you start, th this, this is what happens in theocracies. This is what happens in countries that we can't imagine living in or being a part of where, you know, the religion, well, you know, think about the Taliban. Um, think about women in Afghanistan who, you know, not so long ago were able to wear normal clothing and go to school. Um, and all in the name of religion. And it's just such a bad, bad precedent to, to be setting. Well, I have to say, Representative Susan Wilde, it's a bad, bad precedent to compare the Taliban and Christians. Very bad. And I, you, you owe American Christians an apology, Christians around the world. You don't compare them to the Taliban. Now, as far as when the, the commentator who was talking to Representative Susan Wilde, saying, well, don't bring your religion into... Into making laws. Well, where do laws come from? They come from people's hearts, the souls. And what about infanticide? You want people to go around bashing kids up to a year old, or you know, where California's wanting to make a law where up to a month you can get rid of a, a a baby. You can kill the baby if you don't want it. I mean, that that's what happened throughout history. What was it? Christianity came in and said, no, this is wrong. Infanticide. It's murder. But in societies around the country, around the world, different civilizations, you can go back in Roman times and they know where brothels were because that's where a bunch of baby bones are always found. They killed the babies. And, and even a Roman men had to ride up to, what, two, three, four years of age to kill. They had total control over children and they could have them killed just because they didn't want them. And I mean, these are things that Christianity helped uh, force out. I mean, it was in civilizations uh, in India and China and all over the world. But this is one thing Christianity helped bring in that let's respect life. And that's what uh, the Supreme Court was saying. And we've said on this show, the Supreme Court did not listen every Democrat Everybody's blowing up over this whole thing of what the Supreme Court decision was. They did not take away abortion rights 
in America. They did not make, ban abortion. All they did is said the states now have the right. They always had the right. The right was never found in the Constitution so that abortion is up to the states. Now, if Congress wants to make a law and then be the law of the land, that can happen. But it's up to the states now. And that's all the Supreme Court did was give the states the right they should have had. This whole law for 50 years was based on something that's just, it was just pure bad law. And, and, and it's created a monster here in 50 years. And then here's Susan Wild. Let me let her. This is what the Democrats are up to. So listen to what she had about court packing. I'm going to play this little segment and then we'll get into uh, what uh, Joe Biden's been doing to mess up our country even more. And there's 6'3 majority. There's no way in our natural course of our lives that we will, that uh, this will not be a, a conservative court. And it's really, really emboldened to do the, the GOP's bidding. Where do you come down on reforming or even expanding the Supreme Court? I have to tell you, Dean, the um, decisions of the past few weeks have really changed my thinking. Mm -hmm. I was not one of the people who was out there advocating for expanding the court and so forth. I mean, I've been I was a lawyer for 35 years. I, you know, I always thought of the Supreme Court as the last bastion of fairness and that, you know, that not that they got every decision right, but that it was certainly the place to go for justice. And I've completely, along with something like 65% of the American people, I've completely lost confidence in the institution. And so I do believe we have to reform the court. I asked my team in Washington to put together some reading materials for me for the weekend. I will, I'm going to be doing a lot of careful reflection and studying, but I anticipate Next week that I am going to sign on to a bill to expand the court to 13, mm -hmm. which is the same as the number of judicial federal judicial districts that we have. If anybody's wondering why. Representative Wild, this is Doc Holliday. I'm jumping in here. I wish I could have heard you when you made those comments. You said, oh, there's 13 districts. Isn't that convenient? Four. You want four more. You think that'd be just perfect for Joe Biden to get four ultra-liberal liberal socialist judges. Why? Because, was it because Roe versus Wade was reversed six to uh, three? So therefore, to beat six, you have to get four more liberal justices. That is a complete uh, argument that there's nothing more for taking over all the power reins of this government before you get kicked out on November. The midterms are coming up. Such court packing is unprecedented. It should be rejected. You know, for 50 years, people who did not like abortion had to live under that rule. And people said, if you don't like it, get out and vote for people who are pro-life. Vote for pro-life politicians. Get a pro-life president in. And that's what happened. And now, here we are, and the socialists want to change the rules. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Go back to your district, resign, go home. And if you don't resign, I hope the people in your district will kick you out of Congress, Representative Susan Wild. 
You said you were a lawyer for 35 years. You should respect the Supreme Court, respect the people, the American people who have worked hard for 50 years to put people in place that would overturn a law that should have never been made by the Supreme Court in 1973 or whenever it happened. Okay, now let's continue on with the show, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Glad to have our listeners. This is midterm election year. We will get a little more passionate because it's very important what happens in November. So people like Representative Susan Wild, who wants to uh, who wants to equate Christians in America with the Taliban. I mean, please, please, please. Uh, come out and uh, if that's not what you meant, you can apologize. Say we were misunderstood, but please give an apology. But also, uh, there's others just like Susan Wilde uh, that want to pack the court to give Joe Biden four picks. Well, won't the Republicans? They come in, they get four more picks. Then, and where does it stop? Come on, get a brain, get an American brain. And let's, let's uh, lift up each other. Let's don't tear each other down. When you know you want a power play, that's all you're doing is tearing people down. But now listen, uh, as we go each week, uh, let me remind you, like uh, many of our listeners know, we got a book called Bedrock Truths. You can go to www.docholiday.org. Holiday's got two L's in it. And you can order that book, Bedrock Truth. We'd love to get that out to you. Written by me, Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland. Hey, and uh, I will go in and tell you later this fall, got a book out that has nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with religion, just, uh, just a fictional tale. And uh, I'll talk more about that in upcoming shows. But uh, we should have something out hopefully later this fall. A book of fiction, okay? Now... <clears throat> Let's get back to the show. We're about to talk about why Joe Biden is is just messing up America everywhere. What did he do? Well, take a listen to this. There are a lot of head scratchers that we often report to you. This one really head scratchy. The White House reportedly sending five million barrels of our reserve oil that you pay for with your taxpayer dollars to Europe and Asia. President originally said that oil would be released to you to help lower the price of your gas here in America. Neil Crabtree was laid off when President Biden killed the Keystone XL pipeline, and he joins us now. Neil, good morning to you. Uh, what do you make good of morning, this five million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve that uh, the president sent to countries like China. Five million barrels is a relative drop in the bucket, all things considered. But I think a lot of people assume that oil would be staying here. Is this a big deal to you? Well, uh, you know, exporting oil, uh, I think it's something that the United States needs to be a leader in. The problem is, is where this oil's coming from. You know, this president's made it, you know, a habit to get into this reserve uh, quite a few times now. And, uh, We've still got three more months of him drawing out a million barrels a day, and we've already we're already down to levels in the reserve we ain't seen since probably 1986. And the question is, uh, you know, uh, what are we going to do after that's over with? We can't just keep dipping into this. We've got to find some uh, solutions to the the real problem. Is the world is demanding more oil, and we got a government that's uh, limiting uh, the ability to get it. 
keep in mind what this is actually labeled is the strategic petroleum reserve. The strategy is to allow us to have gas in case we are in a situation where we desperately need it. Let's think national security, wartime, things along those lines. We are potentially, to your point, Neil, depleting that to a level that could make us strategically vulnerable, and that is concerning. We always have you on, Neil, to talk about your perspective from somebody who works in the industry. I want you to put on a different hat. Be the consumer, the average American consumer who's struggling right now to pay for gas at the pump. What are they to think when they see President Biden releasing this, to Carly's point, to our enemy, to China? That makes no sense, and it has to be so frustrating to every single American. Uh, it, it is. It's, it's frustrating, and, and what's really frustrating is, you know, the excuses that we keep getting. We keep hearing this is all Russia's fault, and, and the White House is trying to paint a picture of uh this price hike being the total fault of Russia because their oil is completely off the market. Well, that's that's not true. The Russian oil is still going to the market. You know, the United States may not be buying it, but places like China are buying that oil. So it is getting to the market. In a lot of cases, it's getting sold at a discount price. So I'm not buying this uh, Putin price hike. Yeah, and the other thing, this is new, Neil. During a time of record high gas prices, the president is considering banning offshore drilling. According to the New York Times, um, they say he is likely to block new drilling in the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. So if that does happen, how could he say that he's doing everything in his power to lower gas prices? Uh, basically because uh, they're not doing everything in their power. You know, when you go all the way back to the campaign when uh, the president said that he was going to destroy the fossil fuel industry, and those are words that he cannot escape. Uh, they can they can get in front of the public and say they're trying everything they can, but they really offer nothing but excuses. Uh, I heard the transportation uh, transportation secretary the other day saying that uh, that they want to uh, take these leases away if uh, if uh, these companies aren't using them. But uh, you know, I could get behind that if the leases and the permits came together. But the administration knows that just because they give these leases out, they've got these companies behind the eight ball when it comes to obtaining permits. And so many people don't understand that uh, the, the, the administration and all these Democrats saying, hey, they're not even using the leases. We've got leases nobody's using. Well, <laughs> and we've talked about this before, just getting a lease, you spend billions of dollars sometime trying to get something ready, but you're at the mercy of, of these green socialist bureaucrats who have the permit the power to give you a permit. You can do all the building, all the exploring, finding oil, all you want on a lease that you've had to pay for, and then you can't drill and get a drop of oil before you get that permit. And the administration knows it, and so do the companies. And that's why we're not getting a lot of exploration. Man, can America not have some common sense with our leaders in Washington, D.C.? Do the Democrats not care about America? Look, we can have a journey. I've said that before. Let's have a journey to get to some clean energy. But you don't do it overnight. And you, make, you don't make the American poor and the American working class and the American middle class have to pay for the people who drive around on leased jets and on their own personal jets and spout all this stuff 
about saving the world, and yet you're making it hard on the hardworking Americans who pay the taxes and who work hard for this country and retired of it. And it needs to be a transformational midterm election for people who want lower gas, people who want common sense policies, can come together and vote together and kick these Democrats out. I've said it before, you don't need to vote for a Democrat until the Democrats kick the socialists out of their party. That's why we're becoming socialists, because of the Democratic Party. And they, you see exactly what's happened to Joe Biden. He said he was a moderate. He was a Democrat going to work for America. You see who he's working for. He's working for the socialists. And now it looks like he may be working for uh, he may be working for the Chinese. Look what's happening. Five million barrels from the Strategic Reserve. Wow. Right there on Fox and Friends show. And we heard about it. And five million barrels of what was supposed to be the Strategic Reserve. The Strategic Reserve. And, and we're giving them to other countries, and especially to China, who... It could very well be your enemy if they go take over Taiwan. They're already taking over Hong Kong. We don't like that people in Hong Kong are losing their freedom. And we're giving them oil because Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, or should we say Hunter, your son, has said, won't we give them the, these Chinese a little oil because you have Chinese companies in your control, Mr. Hunter. That's what we've been told. Come on and tell us about it all. Wow. Wow. And talking about that, the Biden, you almost want to say the Biden crime family. we got to know if there's any crime, but do any Democrats want justice in America? Will they not look at these things? Let me play this clip from uh, Representative James Comer from Kentucky. He was on the Jesse Waters show this is unbelievable that nobody on the Democratic side who has charge of oversight and seeing and they can check and see if things are going correctly in our government and not a one has lifted a finger to see if something fishy is going on with Hunter Biden. Take a listen to this. Well, it certainly looks like they're trying to cover for Hunter Biden and this certainly is a pattern in this White House. Uh, but if you go back to the history of SARS, they were created right after September the 11th when George W. Bush was president. It was a way for banks to help the federal government try to catch uh, foreign money laundering and terrorist groups who were funneling money in to potential terrorist cells in the United States. That's how suspicious activity reports came about. And the fact that Hunter Biden and the president's brother have had at least 150, and we don't have access to his bank records for the last three or four years. This was just what was on the hard drive. So at least 150 suspicious activity reports. Some of those accounts may have been commingled with then Vice President Joe Biden. This is very serious, but Congress used to could get the uh, suspicious activity reports from the Treasury Department. All you had to do, any member of Congress, you'd have to be on the oversight committee, any member of Congress could request from Treasury a list of uh, SARS in their districts or in their state, and SARS would turn it over. But when Joe Biden became president, without telling anyone in the dark of night, he changed that rule, and now you cannot access those suspicious activity reports. So now this is an administration-wide cover-up. The Treasury's now covering up for what the Biden family is up to. What does it tell you about the Biden family business that not one, 
not two, not six suspicious activity flags were caught by Treasury, but over 150, Congressman. Well, I came from a banking background. Uh, my family's involved in banking, and I can tell you this. It's very uncommon for anyone in America to get more than one suspicious activity report. 99.9% of Americans never get a suspicious activity report. But to get 150, I'm going to go out on a limb, Jesse, and say that's more than anyone in the history of the United States. And, and I would be willing to make a wager of that. And this is with multiple banks. And I know at the bank that I was affiliated with, uh, it, whenever someone occasionally did get a suspicious activity report, after all the compliance and all the regulations and all the, the time that was consumed in, in uh, dealing with that, the bank would politely tell the customer, please find another bank. So, you know, he wasn't treated like a normal bank customer at the at, at the banks where he was banking. And to have 150 suspicious activity reports proves what we've been saying all along. Hunter Biden is a national security risk. All right. Yet another record set by Joe Biden. Thank you so much, Congressman. Stay on Yellen. She needs to release these flags. Well, how convenient. How convenient that as one of the first things Joe Biden did was make sure Congress could not see all these uh, suspicious banking activities. Used to anybody in Congress could, but not since Joe Biden got elected president. One of the first things he did, covering up what Hunter Biden and maybe Joe Biden's involved. Shouldn't people care if you're in the United States Congress, Democrat or Republican, if there's any inkling that undue influence could be coming from some business arrangement? Lord we know how hard the Democrats looked at Donald Trump and even tried to impeach him. They did impeach him over some things they didn't like. And he did not get, uh, he didn't went through the trial in the Senate, and of course, he did not get kicked out of office. But there's some people who maybe should be kicked out of office. And part of it, it could be Joe Biden. And why don't we know these things? Because who's in charge of Congress? It's the Democrats. And they don't care about America, obviously, because you just heard these things that what Joe Biden did to cover this, all this up, that nobody can look, nobody in Congress can look. And I told you about <laughs> this is I have to tell you this about uh, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is filed into the record of a bill. He's put an amendment that uh, of a national defense bill that would conceal any information collected by the United States military for use in congressional investigations or court proceedings. So anything that Democrats have used, going for the J6 committee and all these other things, massive attempted cover-up of enormous proportions and preemptive power grab to prevent GOP oversight next year. So if GOP takes over Congress, then they can't go back and look at anything that the Democrats pulled up from the U.S. military. And what this means is the Defense Secretary, Austin, he could decline any request for materials related to deadly Afghanistan withdrawals, woke policies, vaccine mandates, injuries, and January 6th and other issues. For example, this is coming out of a, a news um a news uh, writing here, a news story that came uh, on, uh, well, it's by Jim Hofton, a gateway pundit. And so they said, basically summed up saying what this means is GOP committees would be prevented 
from examining the military's role in the events of January 6th, including the use of assets before and on that day, as well as the use of intelligence services such as the NCIS, which we know were part of the investigatory, investigatory process. And that was written there in Gateway Pundit. And you see what they're doing. Adam Schiff is covering up everything that they've done and what they've seen. And so that if there's records and intelligence that counteracts what the January 6th committee is putting out, they're going to make all that not available to any GOP senator. And I mean, this is America needs to know about this kind of it's just pure uh, political uh, is a political stunt to keep Americans from knowing what really happened. I mean, if it's ugly, let's get the big ugly out. Let's look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's look at it all, but we need the truth. And that's when a January 6th committee led by Benny Thompson is nothing more than a Soviet-style Stalinist one-sided argument. I mean, in American justice, you always have cross-examination. You give both sides fair play to come to justice. And this is nothing. The January 6th committee is nothing. And now they want to keep anybody in the GOP from even looking at what they found and, and see where they cherry-picked just what they wanted. I mean, I hope this doesn't come through. Let your congressman know what Adam Schiff's doing in this amendment and make sure... It, it is not added in the bill, please. All right. You've been listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We try to bring you stories you're not going to hear other places, anywhere else, or maybe hear some, but I want to bring you those things that you, you just are not getting other places. So thank you for listening this week. Next week, it's still hot here in Mississippi. I'm sure it's hot where you are at most places in America, in the 48 states. So we just uh, appreciate you listening to us. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.